Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, XB Series co-founder Kevin Flynn on his Major League Rugby Minor League Dream. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Box for Grow, the future of cannabis farming. We box you in to increase your yield and profit. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Once again, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for coming back and joining us, and we hope that you'll enjoy today's guest, Mr. Kevin Flynn out of Seattle. Kevin is the co-founder of the XV Series. Hello, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, Matt? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. But, Kevin, I know that everybody's on the edge of their seats wondering what the Sam Hill, the XV Series is. So, Give us the elevator pitch on what it is. Uh, basically, you know, when we, I was with the Seawolves and started to realize that, um, you know, when we won the championships year one and two, there's a lot of local players there. And, and oh, uh, for the folks at home, this is the Seattle Seawolves, the two time champion, the first two years seasons of Major League Rugby up in Seattle, correct? Correct. That's correct. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, with that, we started looking at the players and, you know, a, a large majority of them were from either from Seattle Rugby Club or, or from the BC Premiership, you know, up in Canada. And, and they all played against each other and started to realize that, you know, where else are we developing these players in the United States? You know, and, um, you know, the AR, there's been lots of iterations, right? Super League and ARP, Elite Cup, PRP, Pro League. You know, but we're like, we're, how are we going to get more people developed at the next level to play at the level of rugby that's needed to compete? You know, and, and honestly, um, you know, going a bit deeper, I went to a uh, a AAA baseball game, the Aqua Sox, and I was sitting there and I was watching the Aqua Sox play and realizing there's 5,000 people watching a baseball game that they weren't all that really interested in who won or lost and, you know, having a beer and a hot dog. And, and uh, you know, and that's when I realized we need to try and create minor league um rugby in the us a program that supports club rugby at the local level that doesn't play when local clubs are playing um that has a memorandum of understanding that xv series teams sign that shows that uh, those players within that program and those coaches are affiliated with local clubs and are registered to usa rugby and ultimately the goal was to develop better people develop the american athlete and help the national team so you're a guy with a long resume uh, in Rugby. You're a rugby lifer, as as they say. What was the impetus? What, are you crazy? Did you just want to start this thing up? You know, over my years doing this, I've seen some of my closest friends, people you know, um, you know, have made made you know the national team or professional rugby players. But there are guys who didn't, and they're also still involved with club rugby. Who and those players have been in in very unfortunate circumstances in their life, whether that's gang members or being in you know a negative. Uh, environment when they were growing up and rugby's helped them get through that and and some of those that I think that's been my passion for it is the things that we have as rugby players and people affiliated with rugby we take for granted that, that we find work a place to live we can travel the world we can meet new people we can be a positive environment it's multicultural it's diverse those kind of things we really take for granted until we look outside the bubble and realize that some of those things are fundamental to people just just to survive so you know, rather than going into schools and talking about um, how cool rugby is, which might as well be tiddlywinks to someone who doesn't know what rugby is, you know. A slight, it's sli slightly different than tiddlywinks. Well, yeah, but if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, you know. So but you start going into certain schools and you start talking about opportunity, housing, work, 
you know, those kind of things, you know, gets engagement very quickly in certain communities, you know. So what drove me to do it was let's, you know, let's provide these guys and educate people that, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete to succeed. And it's all and it's all about um, what do we consider success? You know, in my opinion, no, do we consider success making the national team or or um, a, a professional rugby contract? Of course, you know, that's that's great. But is it also successful coming from, uh, you know, a background that really didn't have little opportunity? And all of a sudden we have a job, a family, a, you know, we're not in a negative environment. That is also success. You know, and those are the things that uh, I think rugby brings to the table that sometimes I think a lot of times we overlook, you know, and I think that's the thing that's, you know, generates interest in our community. I mean, the Seawolves, we sold out the stadium year one and two and, and continue to do so. That wasn't because we shouted rugby louder or didn't. It's because we've been engaged in the community in the Pacific Northwest for 10 to 15 years, whether that's with the special forces, military, oncology unit, um, at the VA, uh, working with foster care, Special Olympics Washington. You know, there's lots of different ways. We know people will love rugby, but we have to do something different to attract them to it. Are these all like, okay, I'm Johnny Bag of Donuts and I am 17 and I want to become a professional player or play for the, the nation or both. Do I pick up the phone or get on the email and call or contact one of these teams and yeah, that's, they bring me well, in and put me up? No, no, that's, you know, so what's happening? I mean, these are basically, obviously they're all very different and there's a lot of teams lining up that we're talking to in different regions. So we're trying to make, you know, this isn't really the first time we did something like this. We, we did this a long time ago called the ITTs, right? You know, and I, you know, I played in, in the Loggers and the Grizzlies and got my chance to represent, but that was still really based on USA Rugby supporting that program, you know, and, and, and we all know that USA Rugby has got, is, is minimal with its resources. So we can't wait around to develop our players, our coaches, our referees, you know, so, but rather than work against them, let's just try and create something that's going to actually develop them for them you know, and, and make sure we're all aligned. Now, a young player, as you said, will call us and it's happening in Seattle, it's happening across the board. You know, so if someone called up um, Utah Club Rugby and said, I want to play in the national team, are you the person to play for? They're going to say yes, but you should also be, what club are you affiliated with? You know, so then they're feeding these guys into club rugby, you know, not just to play for the Oregon Elks. Because a lot of these programs, Oregon and Seattle are like, we don't, why did all these other programs disappear like, the Super League back in the day, it, it costs a ridiculous amount of money to do it, you know, and we can't afford it. So, you know, what we're trying to do, there's not going to be that many games in the XV series for some of these programs, but it does give the, uh, the player the opportunity to be developed and identified and stay in their region without having to leave their region and go somewhere else. You know, we've got multiple players in the Seattle Rugby Club program that are out of Oregon. I'd love to see them stay in Oregon, but they know if they stay in Oregon, no one's going to even notice that they're there. So then what's the point of the Oregon Elks rugby? So when the Oregon Elks play, you know, when, they, when they're going to play against Northern California Grizzlies or, or against the Raptors or against Seattle Rugby Club, you know, USA Rugby and MLR teams ultimately will know that that's the best players out of Oregon, right? They don't have to go, you know, everyone's putting on combines to try and identify players around the country. You know, a year, two years from now, uh, you know, where does major, where does Major League Baseball look for its uh, minor league baseball in the uh, baseball players for in the minor league, right? So, you know, that's what we're trying to create here is a place that people can be identified easily, rather than throwing darts at where we're going to go next to find the next rugby player that's going to play in the national team. You know, but also make sure that there's an environment for these players 
um, that they're going to be developed culturally as well, not just not just as an athlete, not just as a rugby player on the field, but as a rugby player mentally as well. And what we consider, you know, we, we know the best programs in the world. And a lot of that is about culture, family, you know, positive environment, those kind of things. Who are the USA Rugby High Performance or the USA Pathway Academy? Pathway Academy. Those, I mean, this is the first time they've come into the, to it this year, um, you know, and basically they've gone around the country and we held a camp here for them as well with the Seattle Rugby Club. And they, you know, trying to identify uh, young young guys under the age of 23 or, or thereabouts and, and make sure that they're getting identified um, and taking them to a camp where they, you know, decrease those numbers um, uh, down to a squad of, I think, about 30, I think they're looking at. And those guys then live in an environment for 10 weeks as a professional um, and get fed, housing, all that kind of stuff and play some high caliber games within the XV series and a couple outside of that. And the idea is to give these guys, which is the same for every XV series team, is to give these guys the experience of playing at that level. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to, I want you to tell me about the schedule, um, where we can watch these teams, these comp or these games, these matches and anything else you could tell us about the XV series. We'll be right back with Mr. Kevin Flint. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer's Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste on the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Mr. Kevin Flint. Kevin, where can I watch these matches? Well, that's a good question. Right now, you know, we are, the, the teams themselves are actually filming the games for our coaches and the referees. The XV series is really based on uh, developing managers, coaches and refs and medical staff, everyone. You know, we, we tend to dial in so much on the players, but who's going to ref these guys, you know, and, and, and who's going to coach these players, you know? So a lot of it is that. But with that, you know, when we film these games, you know, we're sitting around talking right now. It's a learning progress uh, process between all of the XV series programs. If we just put them straight up and we stream them out to everybody, um, who do you think is going to just look at those players or, you know, and, and handpick those players from those programs without putting anything back into the program? You know, when I've seen this firsthand, you know, with the British Columbia Rugby Union, you know, they put the games on YouTube. Now, most of those play the best players up there are playing in the MLR. But it's a catch-22, isn't it, though? Because if you don't show the games, who's going to know that you guys exist? So we are really, and as you said, we're in a conundrum. Absolutely. We're sitting down and going, how can we stream these games? Is it a firewall to help? And then we make sure that, you know, professional teams, and this isn't the national team. We want the national team to have access to this. We want referees to have access to their game tape. You know, but if there are professional programs and they want access to American athletes, um, you know, how do we how do we do this with getting their buy-in 
uh, for this program to make sure it's sustainable and we can sustain giving them players, coaches, referees of the caliber that they need. And it won't happen without, without you know, that cooperation and that buy-in to what we're doing. And I get asked the same question at the end of every conversation. And that, I can say Oregon because they're in, right? And they're like, do you think this is going to work? And I'm like, when was the last time youth rugby and adult rugby and all the, all the top programs within your state got together and talked positively about what the next step is to develop Oregon rugby? And they're like, never. Well, it's already working. And I've got experience in it. And we've got experience. Seattle Rugby Club for the 99% have good relationships with all of our local clubs up here. And we try and help and we try and provide coaching. We try and provide uh, coaching to youth rugby locally. Our players are pretty much engaged. So we've built that relationship. And that took a long time, 10, 15 years to build those relationships because it is tribal. But when we built it, we know what works. We know what doesn't work. And now we want to share that. Right. You know, so it's not a concept anymore. These are things that are working um, and, and we need to try and build this out and get more people on board. We would play Glendale uh, pretty regularly, you know, every year, a home and away fixture because Mark Bullock is a Seattle, is from the Pacific Northwest, you know, and we would play. And, and, and when I went to speak to them before, when, um, you know, we played them over there just before they pulled out the MLR, they're like, what are you guys doing next? And I told them what we're doing. And they're like, well, how are you going to do that? And I looked at my watch and said, we play you in two hours. We're already doing it, right? Yeah, so yeah. Is, did that game in two hours, did it did it help uh, better, create better people? Did it develop the American athlete? Did it help the national team? Yeah, we just got to get more people on board. That's all, you know, and and walk forward positively, you know, and there's a lot of, neg lot of negativity around, you know, and that's why we were very specific on who was on board first because we were like-minded people and we were going to be creative and, and, and help each other through it because it's going to be a long journey to get to where we can beat the All Blacks, uh, you know, five, 10 years from now. Where do you see this in five years? Well, five years from now, I mean, look, we create, you know, the way I envisaged it was, um, you know, you're looking at MLR programs right now trying to put their academies, right? You build their academies out. Now, academy is a word that's used pretty liberally, you know, so, but what does that mean? I mean, people have to, in life, you have to do something to be good at that thing whether it's Academy, whether it's um, XV Series, if you just played in the XV Series, that is not enough rugby to develop you as a player. The MLR is, you know, how many games are we looking at in the MLR total if you make the final? 16, 17? How many, how, many, how many games does a player at Saracens in London play a year? How many games does a Crusader play? Well, we're playing near enough half the amount of rugby and we're wondering we can't, why we can't compete at the next level. You know, so we need and to... And that doesn't even play. count the international tests that... Well, it, the amount of exactly. them, the triple hours. So the reality is, even if you have an academy, I mean, when I was growing up, when I was at London Irish, you know, I mean, we did, you did academy stuff so you could be better playing for your club. So this is what we're trying to create is that other, other avenue here for, um, like you say, five years from now, there are going to be players in there in these uh, MLR uh, MLR academies that need game time. We need that already. We experienced that with the Seawolves. Where are these guys? You've got a 35 man squad and 23 guys play on Saturday afternoon. What do 13 other guys, 12 other guys do? So it's it's to bridge that gap of not having enough matches and enough rugby. Right. So but now, now you're driving, now you're driving communication. So let's say um, you know, a, a team calls up and says, we want to play a game uh, you know, January 5th. And then the question I'll ask is, is that okay, is, are your are your local teams playing at that point? And you know as well as I do that those communi those communications don't happen that much, right? We focus on our own stuff, but we say, well, we're not going to organise a game until you've reached out to Onback and Old Aztecs or whoever that is in your region, and go, have you got a league game that day? And if they do, no, we're not playing that day. 
right? Because you're going to suck those players dry of their talent. Now, if you're an MLR team, does that generate support for your program if you're sucking everyone dry of their talent? Absolutely not, right? But you picking up the phone and calling them and saying, hey, have you got a game? All of a sudden, people go, wow, they actually care what we're doing today. We're just going to try and help develop American players, American coaches, American referees, you know, by doing this. And at the same time, you know, we, we called Dan Payne and we called USA Rugby and told them what we were doing. Uh, they were all on board and said, we don't want to blindside you with this stuff. This isn't some random thing that someone's... So are we, are, are we you know? sanctioned? Yeah, we're working towards that right now. Yeah, but all the games are sanctioned. Remember, they're friendly games, right? So and you, and you talked about the development of referees. Are you you're not using USA Rugby referees? No, no, no. We are using we are using USA Rugby referees. But you know, right now, because I'll tear you to, down brick by brick right now, Flynn. <laughs> right, I'm telling you right now. I got off a phone. I can't even mention the name. Things are moving so quickly. But I got off a phone call right before I was speaking to you, is that with one of the refs in the MLR who really wants to develop American referees. You know, excellent. So, the XV series isn't just a, a, a place to develop players and refs and managers. It's a resource to help on other levels, right? So we're helping some other programs get uh, linked up with wheelchair rugby teams and, you know, things that grow their support for their programs outside of just the regular rugby avenues, you know, which we've done up here, you know? All right. So in summation, because we're basically out of time, yep. uh, you're not some other code of rugby. You, you have a cat in your house. We have a cat and a dog laying here. Yeah. All right. Just making sure that you knew you had a cat in your house. Yeah. And, it's all right, so, so it's not a new iteration of rugby. It's rugby 15s. It's men's and women's. You're not looking to compete, but you're looking to uh, complement or work in cahoots Absolutely. with or in step with the, all the, of the be, as much as as much as anybody else. It's kind of the rugby calendar. You're making an attempt to work in spots where there is no rugby being played, right? Right. You know, I mean, look, Minnesota, let's say Minnesota want to come on board or Texas, those two schedules are very different, right? You know, so, you know, but the point is when they look at the membership on the XV series, everyone has the same goals and the same vision, right? And that, you know, so that you're not going to play some team that all of a sudden has five, you know, or 10 foreigners on the team, right? The goal is the same. And, and we can play rolling subs and we can get more people. So a lot of the games that have happened right now, we've got 26, 27, 28 guys showing up and, and we're rolling those guys in and out. Some of them are, are young players that those coaches want to see just get that time a, a, on the field. But then if they're not up to it just yet, we can pull them back out. But that's still developing them as a player. All right, I like it. Now, final question for you. How tired are you of Mike Friday going to Seattle nightclubs and telling them that they're you to get in. Oh, it's getting old. Honestly, oh. it's getting old. Come on, um, Mike. You know, especially when he gets in trouble and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you know just, I'm, I'm Kevin Flynn, mate. You know, <laughs> no, you're Mike not. No, you're not, Mike. No, you're not. Yeah. We're not that much alike. I don't think, but no, you're not. I'm just, yeah, I'm, just uh, I'm just being a jackass, but I want to thank you, Kevin. Uh, and I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Thank you. I think so. I think so. All right. And, and get Matt Turner to help you figure out the Bitcoin thing. I will. I'll have a chat with him, see if he can make us rich and figure it out for him. All right. On that note, Mr. Kevin Flynn of the XB series out of Seattle. And I'm Matt McCarthy for Mr. Flynn for Rugby Wrap-Up. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again. And please make sure to check out our other segments, including our spirited segment with Eagle number 168, Tony Ridnell, and Rugby United New York executive Rick Salizzo. Read the All Blacks dismantling of Team USA and our College Rugby and United Rugby Championship shows.